Hello, welcome to the Off The Rocks podcast. My name is Jen and today I'm talking to Sarah again. Hello, Mushy. Again, here I am. Hello. Here you are again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, how are you doing? Have you not got any other friends? got fucking too many friends. <laughs> oh, too many, too many. Honestly, it's, um, I think I've said this before, but it sounds a really arrogant thing to say, I guess, but I actually do feel like I've got too many friends to keep up with properly in the way that they would want. You just need to colour for you then, don't you? I can't do that. You have like a Hunger Games. I can't must be do some that. that you don't like very much. Not really. <laughs> Go on, name them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People <about>? I hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really difficult. I think I think we have touched on this before, haven't we? But the yeah. the older you get and the more comfortable you get with reaching out and making friends, you just get a lot of friends. And I'm not also the sort of person that sits and chats with people a lot. Mm. So... I sometimes feel like I'm not giving people the attention that they would want or I'm not keeping in touch with them as much as I would even like. But that's just the way it goes, isn't it? I think the older you get. Oh, definitely. People, just life is is just gets in the way. And yeah, I was thinking about this the other day because I have a really, um, a really close friend who lives in Australia who is beyond terrible at keeping in touch. And I, you know, she always has been and I don't judge her for it, but uh, just it's just kind of it's hard it makes me a bit sad like she's had a baby a year ago and I just never get to talk to her and obviously never get to see her so yeah I'm, I'm just sort of pining a little bit for her I actually like it though when there's significant time has gone past with someone that you love because when you do catch up there's actually stuff to talk about like I don't I, re- I think that's do part of the agree. reason I don't like this like weekly or even monthly situations sometimes where people feel like oh I haven't spoken to you for ages yeah, it's only yeah. been like a week and I think fucking hell I only spoke to you a few days ago like if you think that's a long time yeah better, no, better I, buckle I do, up <laughs> I do agree with that I think it's just with this particular person I have no idea yeah. to speak to her again I mean she is she is terrible like absolutely terrible and obviously now she has a child and stuff obviously she's even busier um but yeah I I get what you mean like it is is hard and there is that pressure of um you know there are so many ways to get in touch with people now that you just kind of like if they if you're not in touch with them on one thing then you might be on the other and I'm just like oh no that's that's too much I have tried to take a bit of a step back from my phone recently because it's just I don't like it it's not it's not really something that I enjoy constantly being mm. on it and yeah. talking to people so super yeah. unhealthy to be attached too much to your phone um the other thing as well with social media the advent of social media in the last how has it been going on for like a good 10 years hasn't it since yeah. it really took off well, probably more than that maybe 15 years because there was MySpace before Facebook that was super popular were you on yeah. that um I, at the right at the tail of it, end of it I never I kind of had an account and I didn't really know what to do with it so. I loved MySpace it was so I thought it was so much better than Facebook well Facebook is awful but yeah I, I never hate really, Facebook yeah um, I don't even have a Facebook account anymore do you no I don't really know people that do but anyway it's harder to not be properly in touch with people because if you're I mean most people have some sort of social media account where they're peripherally in touch with friends and so you know what they're up to you know where they might have spent their weekend or oh yeah they went there for a meal or to such and such a country for a holiday you sort of know all this just by it coming into your feed yeah so you don't need that there's not there's not a purpose anymore for the kind of hey let's get together and catch up because it's like we already know all this stuff yeah you're just you're not telling me anything new so no I'm not going to waste my time (laughs) that's what I would say (laughs) 
<laughs> bye yeah <laughs> so um, no that's that's sort of harsh comical view at it but yeah I just I'm quite introverted really and I don't feel the need to constantly have that busyness and that sort of um constant stream of information and I do yeah. like to sort of live my live my own life in my own way and not be interrupted and thrown off track really and yeah with plans as well I'm much more of a spontaneous plan maker rather than a let's get a meeting in the diary a month ahead yeah yeah which um you know it's even that's more difficult when you live far away from people because it's you can't really say I'll pop round today because it's just not an option no yeah but anyway how has everything been going in your life since we spoke last week um yeah it's been good I had a really it wasn't really it wasn't a really weird weekend but it did kind of feel it a little bit I had um well first of all I was caffeine poisoned (laughs) I got um I was working in Manchester and I got a coffee before I got on the train and it was definitely not decaf and I think that was probably the most um extreme reaction to caffeine that I think I've ever had really it was was really horrible what happened just um I just I killed someone (laughs) yeah I mean I was close like there was this poor guy sat opposite me who I think just thought I was was just giving him these wild eyes um not in a not in a sexy way either um (laughs) he was thinking this chick's so into me (laughs) I'm I'm in here uh no you're not mate yeah I just felt like I could feel like my shoulders instantly go up I was I was really on edge I had all this like energy that I had I had no idea what to do with and obviously being stuck on the train I never get the train anywhere because I don't particularly like being or just stuck around other people like it's just not it kind of makes me a bit anxious anyway uh so it was just it was not a very nice feeling and then I started to feel really sick uh so I just I had my laptop with me so I just kind of threw myself into writing and I to be fair I ended up writing absolutely shit loads um so I, I kind of channeled my energy in a good way in the end but it wasn't a very nice experience was so it a good got, quality of writing though or was it utter yeah, shite it's all utter shite let's be <laughs> honest uh, no I read it back and I was like oh yeah it's not too bad it's not like when I used to write drunk which was uh, that was utter shite mm. uh, so yeah it was just a, it was really like unpleasant experience and so I was working uh, that night and it was uh, sometimes going on these shoots where I have to work really really late so we ended up um, finishing at like 2.30 in the morning, 3am or something, uh, which is not ideal. I don't like going to bed late. And uh, and I was supposed to be, the next day I had a, a train booked to go down to London for my uh, best friend's birthday party. And I had a, like an Airbnb booked and everything. And I was actually really looking forward to it because I, I don't really, I mean, it wasn't really a party. It was just kind of in the pub. Um, they'd hired a room out or whatever. Uh, but I, I don't really do an awful lot of kind of those sorts of socializing like proper full-on parties but it was going to be like a collection of some of my really close friends who I hardly ever get to see and I was really looking forward to it and uh and then one of them texts me um about half past seven saying uh oh I'm just on my way um what sort of books does she read like I'll just pick her and I was like hang on like you, you mean you're on the way to the party that's tomorrow and she's like no says it's tonight and I was like oh fuck so now I was just very stressed about like I had to say like I'm really sorry I'm in Manchester I lost shit loads of money on like the train and the hotel and everything so it kind of kind of threw me a bit and then the next morning uh, I woke up and I just it was really strange I had obviously I was really tired because I'd only had about like four out of four or five hours sleep or something and I usually have about 10 and I had like 
a banging headache and I just I don't know if this has ever happened to you but like I felt I felt hung over and it was really horrible like I found it I found it really strange and triggering like I was immediately kind of back at feeling the way that I would feel when I was hung over and I had to keep sort of reminding myself like you haven't been drinking like you're just not feeling great and I think maybe I was kind of I don't know not wasn't feeling very well generally but it was mainly just tiredness and a headache and it just it completely threw me for the whole day like I was getting the, the train back and I just felt really really miserable and when I got in I just wanted to kind of do exactly what I wanted to do um when I was hung over which is just kind of go to go to bed and just not really face the world and it just really you know I haven't been drinking for like what, six or seven months and that has never happened and it was very it was really really strange did you so, think that all came about because of the caffeine I don't know I think it was just I I, I literally never go to bed at that time so I, I think it was just lack of sleep and I don't know maybe just the you know I had a what, a uh, 14 hour working day the day before so maybe that's uh, you know sitting mm. in front of a computer so maybe that's why I had a headache and maybe just you know the the kind of just stress of having to get the train and have this really long day and speak to all these people you know maybe that I was just kind of feeling depleted but it was just really really odd uh, you know like I kind of got up and looked at myself in the mirror and the way that I would want to have a hangover and just be like oh and that's how I felt and I just couldn't shake it like I just thought it would it would go away and it really really didn't and it was horrible hmm. yeah it's not nice when you wake up not feeling good and I think it probably was just a mixture of different things wasn't it overwork overtired being tired wouldn't have been helped by being spiked accidentally with caffeine caffeine is just a a horrible drug I think people sort of forget that it's such a strong stimulant yeah just because it's so commonplace I think that you know doesn't mean to say that it's not powerful and disruptive to our bodies I'm so sensitive to it I really know when I even a normal cup of tea can make me feel quite wired and not great if it's a really particularly strong one <laughs> my nan makes me a cup of tea but um, builders tea nice yeah. orange I'd, I'd see that's how I take my tea so yeah I have to drink decaf but it, you're right it's um but black coffee can, there's no way I could have that no way no. I could have that and feel okay I think as well with me like the odd time that I have had caffeine like I, I sort of the severity with which it affects me and it, it varies a lot so I, I, I kind of I'm always sort of sitting there being like oh god like what's going to happen so the anxiety of like knowing that I've had caffeine and just waiting like how long is it going to last when is it going to wear off can take hours as well absolutely hours yeah probably you know I had I had it at like 8 30 in the morning and I think it was probably about three o'clock or something before I started to feel normal again uh it's it's just so it was a really weird shoot and on top of that it was in this um it's like I don't watch Star Wars but it's like the cantina bar which was basically kind of made out to be the Star Wars bar and there's all these like aliens sitting around and there was no windows there was no natural light and I was stuck in there for like 12 hours it was a very very strange day so maybe that's why I felt odd the next day but I just I couldn't I just couldn't shake this feeling that I felt hungover um Mm. and I think it's it's probably just because to be honest you know touch wood I'm quite healthy and I get loads of sleep and I eat well and I look after myself so I don't really ever wake up feeling like shit and the only time that I used to was uh when I was hungover and it it just it just threw me it was Mm. really weird 
think you have to remember as well, because I remember when I first went sober for a long time, I would get really affected if I had even a drinking dream or if I just woke up not feeling well. It does make you feel it sort of plunges you into those feelings of the worst points of of when you were hungover but you have Mm -hmm. to remember that a hangover is they're vile but it's just a signal that your body chemistry has completely been thrown out of whack obviously if it's a hangover from alcohol it's by the alcohol that's done it mostly and the lack of sleep because that's the other thing you don't really sleep very well when you're full of alcohol even if you, you have passed out it's not proper good sleep so you can get that I can get it if I'm if I eat really sugary foods, if I have like really a lot of pudding or a chocolate cake for some reason, or a couple of donuts one day, which is fairly rare, but I still do it. I still occasionally just think, I just really want that stuff or a can of full fat Coke. And I really notice it because I'm generally a lot healthier these days and a lot more in tune with how I feel. It's really obvious when my blood sugar gets thrown off and it does make you feel crap. And it does like lack of sleep makes you feel terrible. And lots of blue screen stuff as well can make you feel crap and it's just keeping an eye on all those other things really you can take alcohol out of the equation but if you're not looking at all the other things that you need to your nutrition your water intake caffeine your quality of sleep how productive your day has been work-wise if you've managed to factor in some exercise and some fresh air or if you haven't they're all things that can really make you feel really crap as well any idea how you might track those things Jen in sort of a, a written form that. maybe funny you should say that I wrote a book it's uh, available you? on Amazon it's called the off the rocks journal I noticed that I got a really shitty review the other day Did I don't you? I don't really um go to look at them but I um someone that I that I vaguely know said oh, I've put a, a nice review and I, I went on to read it and it was really sweet but I noticed that there's one that's uh, and I've been fairly lucky they're generally all really lovely and nice but there's one person that seems to not understand the concept of a journal because it's like she only writes a few pages about her life and then there's bits and bobs about health stuff and that's it it's just you have to fill in the rest <laughs> you have to do the rest yourself yeah. on. you have to write the book yourself what sort of book is that <laughs> yeah oh, and he said something as well about all very nice i suppose if you've got a fabulous life and i just thought what like, what yeah i don't that doesn't even make any sense i know that's the whole point in that you you know, overhaul your own life. Yes. So the content of the book will largely be dependent on how good or bad you make your life. So if you like fill it all out and you're like, this is a shit book, then probably look at how you're living (laughs) your life. Rubbish (laughs) story. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite understand him. Bless his heart. You can click on who they are to see if it's somebody that's like a a serial complainant. And he just is, he buys, he seems to buy stuff and then just moans about it online. Yeah, some people that is that you know that's a hobby. I I, I find it baffling. I actually can fall down like review rabbit holes because I just think they're so funny, especially <laughs> the things that people re- like the things that people review. I was looking for a post office once and I found like a you know like where my nearest post office is and I found like this Yelp so page which was <laughs> thank you. Yes. <laughs> But there was like a, a Yelp review page on this post office of people <laughs> saying like, you know, oh, well, I went in the other day and yeah, I had to wait 20 minutes. And I'm just like, oh, God, you have to, you know, you've got time to wait 20 minutes in the post office. You've got time to write, write a, a review, about, review it. about it. Yeah. 
so yeah i don't know how good or bad a post office can be they're well, sort exactly. of standard they're aren't all they? offer the same services <laughs> yeah although i used to oh god i used to hate the woman in the town that i used to live in before i moved here i used to avoid going to the post office she, she used to try and upsell me every time i wanted to send something she's like do you, do you want to send that special delivery and i'm like no i don't i, I just want a fucking stamp and i just i used to get very angry <laughs> so yeah i mean I, I suppose i would leave a bad yelp review in in that respect if someone asked yeah it didn't it didn't really bother me because i think i think if you've got overwhelmingly positive stuff then you're really lucky because there's um, always one person isn't there there's always who one. Is like just gonna have misunderstood the concept of it or yeah. some or just wants to like yeah so i wouldn't oh yeah or they d- genuinely don't think it's good in which case you're wrong if you're talking about yeah. my book <laughs> no but yeah you might well think mm, this isn't my ideal thing but to, to actually take the time to go online and say didn't really think this book was great like I, I think even that's a little bit strange yeah, I mean I personally I don't think I, I think I've written maybe two or three reviews but they've only ever been positive ones I don't think yeah. I would actually go out of my way to say something negative because I just think it's really unless it's so bad or, or dangerously shoddy I don't know if you bought a kid's toy and it choked them to death. Yeah. I'd probably write a review about it. I don't think I'd buy a book and then complain about it because that's so Neither, it, objective. It's subjective. subjective like yeah. it's like it's everyone's opinion, and you know, if the I think if the overwhelming, I, I just yeah, if the overwhelming consensus is that this is good, I just don't. I don't think I would feel like a duty to. I need to get the other side across, like just in case. <laughs> yeah. It's just like no, no, you don't. Yeah. it's fine. Just and I think it. as well, looking at the amount of crap reviews is written like you bought a film watched it and then wrote the review online as though i don't know like it was his duty as a film critic to like let everyone know he didn't enjoy it it's really weird i might go back on and see some of the stuff that is written because it's quite entertaining oh that's just fun i wonder what those people are like in in real life well, that's the thing isn't it i ended up just thinking oh bless i really did have like yeah sympathy yeah. For, for a person that feels that negatively about so many things in their day-to-day yeah. life that i don't know or they think they're doing a real good service to people on the internet anyway we have a lovely listener email today so should we crack on with that let's do it okay Dear Off The Rocks, I'm writing in for advice on my love life. I am a 35-year-old man and have never had a relationship that lasted longer than a year. Nearly all of my friends have got married or at least, or are at least happily long-term coupled up, but I just can't seem to make anything stick. I'm on dating sites and meet nice women fairly regularly, but things seem to quickly fizzle out after a few dates. I think my standards might be too high. I would love to meet someone and settle down now. I never imagined I'd be 35 and still single. I have a good job in my own house and car. I have great friends and hobbies, but I do feel lonely whenever I get invited anywhere because I'm always the only one without a date. I had a great girlfriend a while back. Things were going well at first, but then she got serious and I backed off and I've always regretted it. If she was still single, I would have asked her out by now again, but I know through the grapevine that she's married with a baby. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Do you think some people are just destined to be alone? You're sincerely unlucky in love. My first question is, have you crafted this letter yourself to inadvertently give me some dating advice? That's what I'm wondering. There's a few parallels there. I'm not a man, but uh, no? Okay, that's fine. Not an accusation. No, not at all. Um, 
But yeah, I suppose it does draw some parallels. It actually, it drew <laughs> it drew um, some parallels with me, you know, a few years ago. And I've I got loads of friends as well that are, you could put, you know, switch them out for this person. So I think it's a fairly common situation, isn't it? That you, you get to your mid-30s and you're, you're still yeah. single and you kind of don't know why. And, and it's not the way that you would have had it or the way that you imagined it might have turned out. But there's like a this feeling of other otherness that you know everyone is in relationships and stuff. But it's not that's not actually the truth, you know. Um, mm. I mean, numbers wise, yeah, maybe more of your friends are coupled up uh, than not. But there are a lot of people out there now. It's it, it's not uncommon to be in your mid thirties and you know not have kids and not be in a relationship and and there are loads of positives to that. Uh, this is you know this podcast is just going to sound like me trying to justify it to myself but there are loads <laughs> of positives like there are you know I'm sure that idea I think he said you know my friends are all happily coupled up well the first thing is that not everyone is happily coupled up I mean I'm not saying that everyone's relationship is a disaster but if you have done that earlier in life then there are some things that you do kind of miss out on or don't have the opportunity to do and I think the good thing about being on your own you know for a good chunk it's you know it sounds like he's had relationships but not sort of long-term ones is that in that time you get to find out so much about yourself and you get to to realize stuff that I think sometimes people don't have the time or inclination to do when they're in a relationship so I think there is a certain amount of reframing that you have to do to to say look you know I would like to be in a relationship and I'm you know I'm not in one but I do have all of this that is good stuff rich stuff yeah I think I think that's great a great way of looking at it and yeah first things first this is the situation you're in unlucky should we call him a different name yeah shorter one what should we call him you, you can choose the name I have a history of choosing terrible made-up names um Jim Jim yeah Jim's so quite inoffensive yeah first of all Jim thanks so much for writing in and yeah I think I think Sarah's right just to straight away try to reframe it and I think that applies to any situation any of us ever find ourselves in it's like I don't know if you've read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now but that's such a great book for really trying to appreciate the situation that you're in right now whatever that that is and yeah right now you're in a situation that ideally you would rather not be but who can say who can say why that is you know you sort of end it saying do you think some people are destined to be alone I don't believe that no I mean I don't really believe in destinies don't believe in anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm non-believer Just across the board nihilists and <laughs> cynics yeah. no but I think um it's the idea like oh am I destined to be alone it, it just has that suggestion of like faultiness and I just don't think that that's the way that anyone should look at it um I think that uh, I was actually talking about this yesterday to um to one of my friends like uh, hang on what was I gonna say <laughs> god that's good Gavin. you literally uh, just started the sentence <laughs> uh, no I do know I do know um yeah, if you're if you're single when you're 35, or you know, sort of at any age, but ter- uh, particularly by the age of 35, like indirectly, that is a choice because if you've been on dating sites and stuff, you know, you can just lower your standards and lower your standards until you find someone 
anyone can find someone that you know to get into a relationship with you could do it in the next 10 minutes if you wanted to absolutely yeah you just swipe yes to everyone and eventually you know you'll meet someone and they'll like you and you might not like them but you convince yourself that you do so actually it is a choice and and it's okay to have high standards like this idea that you know you should lower your stand no one should lower your their standards like if your standards are you know, obviously, if it gets a bit ridiculous where they have to be over six feet three and all that kind of stuff, then, yeah, maybe look at that. That's the thing, isn't it? You have to look at your standards. You know, you didn't write in your email, Jim, what your high standards are. <laughs> you can say what your height is. <laughs> yeah. How tall, are you over six Are you a short ass or not? <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I had a friend, for instance, that's she she's now coupled up but for the longest time she just wasn't getting into relationships and so we had a chat about it and she was like you know I don't think my standards are excessively high and I was like well what are they and they were ludicrously high like they just were the guy had to have a job and it had to be he had to earn over a certain amount he had to look a specific way tall dark classically handsome really fit abs broad shoulder like it was so specific (laughs) he had to be well-mannered he had to be well-spoken he had to be at least degree educated good table manners romantic there were just loads and loads and loads of stuff you might not standards they're obstacles like you're actually (laughs) putting obstacles in your way there you're never going to meet anyone like that so it's just unrealistic I think that's part of the um the way people date as well he mentions as well Jim does doesn't he that he's on dating sites and I I'm a bit on the fence whether they're a good or a bad thing I think there's obviously pros and cons to them and I don't I certainly don't think it's a moral issue I just think that you only learn so much and that is a very minimal amount when you're chatting to somebody online and when you're looking at pictures you could completely disregard somebody because you don't think they're your type physically and yet if you were to actually meet them in real life their personality could be so brilliant or they could be so sexy or so funny or so kind or charming that their looks that you might have otherwise dismissed as are then probably I'm not going to be attracted to them wouldn't be an issue because people people are attractive because of their personality first and foremost not really because of how they look so I think that's a bit of a dangerous thing really because you can get you can overlook somebody just because of such a superficial thing I think that's what happens to me a lot. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> I'm just like, if only they met me, I'm incredibly charming. Uh, but yeah, of course it's true. Like, you know, and my personal view on uh, dating sites, well, my personal view is that I fucking hate them. But um, as a kind of general view, I think they are great and fine and work for some people. Some people can go in, um, you know, probably people with not many issues <laughs> can just go in with a nice open mind and be like this person seems nice I'll you know have a few uh, exchange a few messages go on a date see what they're like and then that's fine but it's really some people are not like that you know and I can't I, personally for me I can't do any of that bullshit nonsense like small talk getting to know you crap like I just I don't do I can't do it and if someone does it to me like if someone starts asking me really banal kind of questions like oh you know what do you do and uh, like where do you I just I completely and utterly lose interest where if I met them in a bar not a bar I don't really don't go to bars but if I met them anywhere else that might not be the way that it happened and it's just I know that that disconnect is there and it's just really hard to kind of for me really hard to reconcile like a lot of people say why don't you just 
just you know if someone seems nice just go on a date with them but I just have this fear of going on a date with someone and just being like oh this is you know that I just have nothing you know my I have nothing in common with you my fear isn't like rejection and like what if they don't like me it's like what if it's awkward and I have to sit and spend two hours with this person so therefore I end up seeking out someone who is instantly like incredibly witty and you know and I just want someone to like riff with I'm no intention of finding anything um out about them and you know my friends always like if I say, oh, I've been talking to this to this really nice woman, they're like, oh, you know, where does she live? What does she do? And I'm just like, no fucking idea. We spent the entire night talking about guinea pigs and, you know, nonsense. And that's not necessarily the best approach, but like, that's all. I can only do what I want to do. And it's really, really hard. I, I've got so much kind of sympathy for anyone trying to meet someone online because if it just doesn't feel right, then... Uh, what can you do but it's it's hard to meet people in in other realms of life these yeah. days you know there's just this expectation that yeah it's all online. if you do want to meet somebody which obviously you do Jim and obviously loads of people do I think most people do really we're a social species and um and as much as you can have great relationships with with other people and have lots of friends there is and I know that there's a big there's a big difference I've got another friend as well that sort of has always maintained there's nothing really different about an intimate relationship and any other friendship that they have and I, I just don't agree with that I think there is obviously a difference that's not to say that one is so much more important than the other it's just that you don't get all of your needs fulfilled with friends and family that you do from an intimate sexual romantic love relationship and that's why so many people feel like there's something lacking when they don't have that and that they sort of hanker after it and pine for that and that's I think quite normal and that also isn't to say that your life is awful if you don't have that and loads of people choose not to I know people that are really happily single and sort of prefer it that way but um, if you've identified in yourself you want that kind of relationship and you feel that that's missing and you can't seem to get it I think that you do need to look at your own standards and the way that you behave because like you say you could change your standards or change the things that you're prepared to accept and you could get involved in a relationship tomorrow today you know in the next Mm. half an hour if you really wanted to it depends on the sort of thing you're looking for and you can't really manufacture that specific feeling it does come along fairly rarely you don't have that spark with everyone that you meet it's a fairly rare thing where you meet somebody and there's that chemistry where there's enough there and I'm not just talking about lust because, you know, there's loads of people that are attractive that catch your eye, but somebody that you actually want to join forces with and become a, a couple with or get involved with and have a relationship, a monogamous relationship with, you shouldn't really settle for anybody. You should have standards and, you know, ideally you shouldn't want to do that with anyone that comes along because, and it's not really that easy to do really. I, I was single for a while before things got serious with my now husband and I wasn't about to get involved with anybody I'd sort of you know I'd come out of a relationship that kind of ended badly and um I think I was on the rebound for a while and and was very aware of that and so didn't want to get involved with somebody so I'd see people but nothing nothing serious happened for I don't know maybe a year or the best part of a year which I didn't plan for it to even be that soon that I got involved with somebody else but it's um it's it's a funny situation really but if if that's something you're looking for 
I think you have to first of all look at what it what are your the things that you're looking for you know and it doesn't have to be it shouldn't really be superficial about how they look if they're blonde or brunette or whatever because like I already said you can become attracted to somebody because of their personality and that's the enduring thing as well you know looks fade and change and if you want to be in a relationship with somebody then you've got to make that work whether they look dog rough one day or they don't (laughs) or if they're dressed up to the nines like it should obviously go a lot deeper than that and yeah you do you do need to look at if your standards are too high or not I don't know if you want to write back in and tell us what your standards are (laughs) can I have a list please a tick list but but that would be interesting though it would be I think with the standards thing it's there there are kind of two different things for me my standards are kind of they're not related to like oh this person needs to have these arbitrary things like you know job money whatever like I couldn't give a shit about any of that my standards are to do with like how they make me feel and how they treat me and you know it's all it's all it's all about me really it's just like how is I need this kind of person to meet my needs and you know what they look like and what car they drive and whether they own a house none of that is going to meet any of your needs I mean if you're super shallow and all you want is you know someone with a good house then yeah maybe it will but I, I yeah, don't but there's really... a different there's a different way of looking at that though because if you're saying oh I don't really care if they've got their own place or have a job would you actually be interested in in somebody that was you know roughly your age group I'm, I'm assuming that you'd want to get involved with someone that's roughly the same emotional maturity that you are but you you would seriously sort of consider dating somebody if they were jobless and still living with their parents at mid 30s um because to me that would signal something quite dysfunctional about their development unless there's obviously specific reasons as to why that happened but right from the outset I don't think I would you know go with somebody seriously that wasn't self-sufficient at least I'm not saying that they have to earn a certain amount of money but they'd need to be an independent adult yeah, I'm not saying living with their parents would be a massive red flag, but in terms of jobs, I think there's too much emphasis on what do you do. You know, some people don't have jobs, and if they're able to, um, yeah, if they're able to be self-sufficient in whatever way that that is, then you know, that's all that matters. More power to you. It's not mm-hmm. as long as you, you know. I, you see, it's it's like I wouldn't necessarily get into a serious relationship with someone because the reasons would come out but if I thought the I've dated people who um who haven't had jobs quite quite a lot of people actually but you know for reasons like kids and you know study and various other things so like I at the top of my list would not be like has a good job because there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes with that it's just I, I just mean in terms of like that tickless standard to begin with like to be discounting people before you even know what their story is you know like they've been you know I I guess I am a bit touchy about the job thing because there have been times when I haven't had a job and that was because I was really really depressed and I couldn't work that makes you a great catch (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) it wasn't particularly on uh, on dating websites then but you know I just Everyone has a story, yeah. and I think that to just discount them at face value um, based on ideas that you have without kind of knowing it. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. There's for, always, obviously. For me, that's not, you know, I, you know, I get everyone's different and everyone's entitled to want what they want, but um, I just think you have to you just have to be careful about having those kind of arbitrary tick yeah. lists. Well, this is, this is my point, you know, you need to know the person, and I don't think that dating apps and sites 
give that overview they just don't because you have a dating profile you put your top 10 hits you put your top 10 pictures and it just it gives such a surface impression of a, of a whole entire human being and also I and you must have had this before I've certainly met people even if it's not a, in a romantic sphere but if you've developed a working relationship with somebody that you haven't actually met I had one once in a job where I literally didn't meet the person for about three years but mm. I spoke to them nearly every day through work yeah I had to ring them and, and give them reports and stuff like that or I don't know there was another job where you'd always get the same salesperson ringing to try to sell your shit and I would end up like just chatting with them and we'd had such a laugh and then we had each other's emails and we would send really funny gifts and it went on like that for ages and I developed this affection for this person and I built up this I don't know this persona I guess around them and when we met they were nothing like I sort of imagined them to be not that they yeah. were it wasn't better or worse it was just completely different and uh, and that's the other danger of it I think if you go too long without meeting people yeah, yeah on that there, you, definitely you do you're yeah. sort of filling all the blanks and it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's rife isn't it for for projecting what you ideally want or what you don't want onto something that isn't actually it's not the case yeah so yeah I, I would be wary about dating sites and when when you said you know I didn't want to go out and, and then I'd be stuck with this person for two hours that I didn't really like I never did that I I had the brief uh situation where I used dating sites for a little while a few years back and um I never ever went out immediately into like a long dinner I always just made it so super quick like I've only got half an hour in my lunch hour if you want to meet for a coffee it was so fast because I do feel like that's all you need to sort of either know that there's a spark to to see them again or there's just not there might be something about them that is just for you a real turn off that you just yeah. you, you can tell if chemistry is there or not you just can and you, you oh, can't instantly. really find you yeah. can't get that online you, but you can definitely get it in person and so you just need to cut to the chase really quickly I think if if the basics check out but yeah I think it's a bit of a dodgy way to meet somebody and I would always advise if you really want to to find people that you're gonna perhaps hit it off with do it by signing up to new hobbies rather than any other way I would definitely think because you you do you sort of um you kill more birds with more <laughs> stones <laughs> if that's what you want to do for a hobby stoning yeah. birds but, I, just, um, I would say though in like i i completely agree in theory that's a brilliant idea but i am not the kind of i don't enjoy going to groups i don't enjoy any of that kind of stuff and so I certainly don't want to do it with the other impetus being that I'm trying to meet someone romantically and plus it's just hard to find gay women in general so I I get I, I do get why people everyone just falls back to the internet because that's what everyone's there for you know it's 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 hard it's hard mm. it's hard to to find opportunities you know I, I would never I would never join a group or... Well, not I'd, not even do, you know, take up a hobby with partly in mind that you might meet like-minded people there that are single, that you might then hit it off with over time. But definitely you've got to be out in the real world, even if it's just you've, you've got a friend that's well aware that you're just trying to perhaps find somebody and you just go out. So you don't have to join anything or do anything specific or hang around with a load of people. You just go out, you go to coffee shops, you go to bars, whether you drink or not, you don't have to drink alcohol drinks like just be out in the world and keep your eyes open and if you do see someone that you like the look of and you like the way that they're behaving strike up a conversation with them find a way like I kind of 
I don't know if it's luck or I just developed the knack, but either way, I don't think that it's exclusive to me. Anyone can develop the knack of making conversation with complete strangers. And you really do need to do that if you really want to check people out and and make friends and perhaps, you know, find people that you'd be interested in dating properly. You just have to go over and spark up conversations. And I used to I sort of became known for doing it when I because I've had a lot of media jobs I would naturally have to go and just make conversation with people on a regular basis to get interviews for either on air broadcasts or when I worked for newspapers and magazines I would need to just go and get people's opinions it's called vox pops where you just get really short sound bites or opinion polls so I would just sometimes make up a reason to go and speak to them as though it's to do with work (laughs) not to do with me and it's it's good because if you speak to somebody and immediately think you think oh no they're not anyone that I'd be attracted to there's nothing lost there you, you're not yeah yeah you know you don't lose face or anything because you're not going over to say hi I like the look of you from across the room I think that's cheesy and it's you're investing a lot straight away they could be with somebody you don't know but if you go over and just say hi I don't know just make up a reason like I'm doing a survey on. On. <laughs> I want to know what your survey is on a, yeah I think I wanted somebody once and asked about shoes or belts or something like what's your opinion on braces or something like that something completely they might have been wearing braces something like that there was something about them that I thought oh yeah I could develop a conversation around that I would give them my work card as well so it wasn't like I'd give them my number so it was like a personal thing if it took off a little bit and we sort of had a bit of chemistry or a bit of banter then I would say oh if you want to get in touch here's my you know just send me an email or whatever here's my work email address it really worked it worked so well that sounds I don't think my social anxiety would stretch to me (laughs) being able to do it but fuck that's an ingenious idea of reeling people in I love it I got so many of my friends laid in that way like (laughs) because often I wouldn't do it like I'd be in a relationship but somebody that I was out with was the sort of looking so if they saw a guy from across the room, they're like, oh, yeah, he looks really nice. I would just go, right, come on then. And I would just sort let's of take the lead. Let's go and ask him about his shoes. <laughs> yeah, let's go and ask him about shoelaces. Um, <laughs> but any, any opener works because if you're interested and they are single and they're sort of out because they're single and looking around too, you've already made conversations. So you can either just be like, oh, yeah, well, thanks a lot. You know, I'll, I'll add that to the survey sort of thing and just that's it. You never speak to them again. Or if you think, oh, they're really nice. They're really funny. They've got a you know lovely smile. It just grows from there, doesn't it? And then later on down the line, they're like, remember when we met? <laughs> Complete fraud. <laughs> I was really? lying so right from the start. Get out there and survey people. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Surveys are the way to go, Jim. Yeah, so we've got to start wrapping this up now, but... Yeah, in general, I think, Jim, bless your cotton socks, because I think the first thing is to obviously, with anything in life, you need to start looking at what it is that you want and where it is that you could maybe be going wrong. And if it is that your standards are a bit high, speak to someone that you trust about about your standards and say, do these seem reasonable to you? Because they might not. And that could be the thing that you're stumbling over. And the other thing is you said... Yeah, like Sarah said, all of your friends are sort of happily coupled up and they might not be. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors for a start. So again, don't don't sort of spend too long thinking about that. Dating sites we've covered. And you said, you know, you'd love to meet somebody and settle down. You never imagine you'd be 35 and single. Again, I, I think because we're living longer and we've got so many options now with, with dating, so many people are also taking a lot longer to actually settle down. And it kind of 
kind of makes sense because we live longer but it also it doesn't in an, in another way because a few generations ago we would have all been married with kids by the age of 20 you know if you were still single and childless at 35 you would have been a total social pariah and I'm not saying that that's right I'm just saying that evolutionary speaking certainly women obviously they have a finite amount of time to have children if that's what you want and generally therefore most women tend to try to settle down I think if that's what's on their mind before before the age of 35 you don't really get a choice with having kids once it gets to a certain point once you're sort of early to mid 40s it's the options taken away from you so I think that's still a driving factor behind a lot of people coupling up you don't mention if you want children or not but if you did you know if you really have always wanted to be a father then unfortunately and we're all in the same boat you know none of us are young people relatively speaking um certainly in terms of procreating you have to really start thinking about that when you hit 30 and you're in your mid-30s really because if it's important to you then you need to take steps to protect that otherwise you, you the choice just gets taken away from you no not if not if he's a, a man though well Maybe he's still a... got to settle down with a woman though and if you want someone of the same sort of age a 35 year old doesn't woman though, does he like most uh most most men are dirty dogs don't they want don't they want younger women <laughs> i don't know i'm a lesbian i have no idea but no i, I totally take on i point. don't think i <laughs> take yeah, on board I what you say yeah i'm joking but yeah when you say as well you used to have a great girlfriend and things went well and then she got serious and you backed off i think you know regretting things like that i think it obviously you can't change how that went and i don't know the reasons why you backed off when she got serious or you know whether what she did would have been counted as getting serious well that was the only other thing that I was going to say that we haven't really touched on is like if there are like we all have kind of emotional baggage around relationships and stuff and you know I don't know how closely he's looked at them but it's worthwhile because some you know we do have self-defeating behaviors that stop us from being happy in relationships mm. and you know it's clear that, that that relationship has stuck with him so maybe it was something that unconsciously he did sort of sabotage when you know she tried to uh t- to get serious so you know I mean I would say this to anyone but maybe consider like having going to therapy and having a chat about that and just figuring out if if there are issues that you have that you maybe haven't resolved because it can be really hard and particularly you know the more time that goes on when you haven't kind of addressed things like that like you know just understanding your attachment styles and things like that it, it just makes it easier if you're aware of, of the things the sort of things that you do and and you can go into relationships which I think is it, one of the things that is nice about being in your mid-30s and, and and meeting people is that you can go into relationships with the honesty and and the awareness to be like now you know this is kind of what I've done in previous relationships and and just being completely and utterly honest and understanding um and you know if you can do that both ways then you stand a, a much better chance of kind of making it work yeah that's great advice I've certainly in the past had a run of self-sabotaging behaviors in relationships and it took me therapy and really quite intense self-reflection and and a lot of changing my ingrained behaviors when I was in relationships to make that entire thing shift and yeah again you haven't put specific details about what she did that made you back away but that you know now you realize that she's sort of gone off and she's with somebody 
apparently that is willing to marry her and have a family with her and you've kind of I don't know if you look at that as though you've lost out and it could have been you but I've kind of felt like that in the past and and I I know I've got friends that have sort of said god I'm always the one before the one as in the person that they have left go on to meet the person that they end up with and it's a horrible feeling feeling like you're defective somehow and that you're the runner-up but that's just again it's the way that you look at it and that's not a very healthy way to look at it and you just need to reframe that and your next relationship could be the one that sticks if that's what you want if you really work on yourself and you don't back away if somebody looks like they want to you know make make a go of it long term and and also bear in mind that relationships when you get in them no no one of them is perfect it always will take compromise and sacrifice and some arguing it's not all a bed of roses it's just not for anybody like anybody it just it's not easy it's hard work to make a really good relationship at times it shouldn't all be hard work but there's a certain amount of it that is and that's sort of normal and natural and average and right why would you think that a great relationship would just land in your lap it's obviously a constantly evolving organic thing between two people and people change and people evolve and so should your relationship and it's hard to keep on top of things it's hard to keep communication great all the time when people are stressed and when you go through rough patches it's hard to stay in that relationship and feel grateful for it when you might have other options elsewhere that seem better there are all sorts of reasons why it's not easy but you know if that's what you want and and I think Sarah's right you know you're in a great position now because 35 isn't old it's it's old enough to to do better and to know yourself and to know what you want hopefully but it's by no means oh do you think I'm destined to be alone like in the great scheme of things you might well live till you're 90 or 135 is is still really young and yeah so I I hope that we've provided you with some advice and some food for thought but do get in touch and and let us know some more more of the juicy details all all the details really we just want to gossip but yeah no I I completely agree with what you said and I think it, it is food for thought there are so many ways to approach it and I just think the most important thing it is to just reframe it as it's not you're not faulty there's nothing wrong with you it's not no even you're the not name that you sign off with like, unlucky in love you're not yeah. unlucky at all you're, no, you're just a normal um, guy you're a normal human and this yeah. is a, quite a normal situation you said you know at the very start this is has echoes to what what you're dealing with with that at the moment yeah definitely i mean like i but i think that i guess the only real difference is i don't um you know in the time that I haven't been in a relationship I've just focused on I haven't focused on looking for a relationship I've focused on myself because the more that you focus on yourself and understand yourself and self-awareness and all that blah 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 I know I always bang on about it but it just puts you in such a better position to get into a relationship you know regardless of the logistics of where you meet someone and how and all that kind of stuff it's just emotionally you'll just be in a much much better place and and you know hopefully if you can meet someone in a similar position like dating is a lot more straightforward in that respect when you're when you're older like there's less messing around people don't play as many games and they're a lot more upfront and aware of of what they're looking for and and that's really nice you know yeah that's a good position to be in yeah okay good chats yes good and it's been a pleasure (laughs) (laughs) catch you soon okay bye bye bye